0: Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Wherever you are right now, we greet you with Jesus' joy, and we're certainly delighted and elated you have joined us as far as worship is concerned here at St. Paul Church. I want you to do me this favor. If you are engaging with our live chat or if you're checking us out on YouTube or Facebook or you are on our website, you are on what we call St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So we want you to do us this favor because you are going to be a personal evangelist right now. If you're watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline without starting a separate watch party. We want to make sure we stay in the same chat stream. And you can tag people and invite them to check out your post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Amen. And text that link of the worship service to your personal network. And if you're checking us out on our church website, you're in the chat room click the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. We want as many people who can to join us as far as our virtual platforms are concerned. I see many of you all who are joining us as far as our Zoom is concerned, uh, our virtual congregation. I want to wave at you. We thank God for your presence, and we hope and pray that others will join us as well. Minister Erica Minor is going to lead us as far as our worship time is concerned, and so I want you to do me a favor if you would give God the praise that God so richly and rightfully deserve as we prepare to worship our God in spirit and in truth.
1: There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the Spirit of the Lord. And I know we're not together this morning in person, but wherever you are, God is in the midst. There should be a sweet expression on your face because you can feel the presence of the lord so let us lift our voices let us lift praises to god from the depths of our heart for the safety he's given us all week for the gift of breath in our lungs and for all his majestic works and while you're continuing to praise go ahead and stand to your feet as we lift every voice and sing this morning to the 78th Psalm. While you're doing that, if you could just share where you're watching us from, we would love to know what city or state you are worshiping with us today. We are glad to have you with us and joining us and worshiping the Lord. Again, we'll be reading from the 78th Psalm verses one through eight. Give ear. O my people to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done for he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The reading has already been blessed. Let us go to our God in prayer. Lord, we know that you are already here this morning, and Lord, we are blessed by your presence. Lord, we want you to have your way. Lord, we want your spirit to take over in this space. Lord, we are blessed that you have stopped by this morning and that there is a word that you will pour out onto us to refresh us and to revive us. Lord, let us receive it so that you may transform our hearts and our minds. Lord, we are glad to be in worship this morning. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: remember that there's no situation that we're facing that's bigger than our God. Our God can handle
3: in our lives in this place right now we praise we praise God for his marvelous name we praise him and we give him his way this morning amen we give him his way because we know that his way is much much better much better than ours much better than ours amen thank you choir for blessing blessing us blessing us thank you thank you KB thank you thank you thank you Let me say good morning, uh, everyone, to uh, uh, our kids, especially. My name is Reverend Peyton C., and I'm the children and youth pastor here at St. Paul. This right here is our impact moment. Uh, It's a moment in our service where I get to give a message to the kids that uh, I hope and believe is from God uh, to their hearts and for them. And so. This morning, we are in the second week of our series talking about how God wants to be with us. God wants to be with us. And so this morning, it's gonna have a little Disney Pixar illustration that I thought would relate very well for us. So I ask that you pay attention and and see uh, if this can bless you this morning. The title of this morning's message is this. It is titled Lost Souls searching for a spark. Lost souls searching for a spark. Our memory verse today comes from Ephesians chapter two, verses four through five. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation or the NLT, which says this, but God is so rich in mercy. Let me say that again. But God, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And in parentheses, it says there, it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Our bottom line or our main point for today's message is this guys, it is life is bright with Christ. Life is bright with Christ. Have you found your spark? You found your spark. That's my question for you this morning. It's something that every soul is trying to find in the new hit animated movie from Disney and Pixar called Soul. Now, from chatting with some of our students and from posts on Facebook and even with some of our choir before uh, today's service, I know that this movie has had quite an impact on many of you already. So without giving away any spoilers, I want to describe to you some of the plot that I believe relates to our message this morning. A character by the name of Joe Gardner, who's played by Jamie Foxx, is a music teacher at a local middle school. He's had dreams of playing as a big time jazz musician his entire life, and that day comes at the very beginning of the film. But walking home from it, he unknowingly falls down a sewer and passes away. While in some kind of spiritual place, some kind of spiritual heaven where souls go up to this so-called great beyond, he actually winds up becoming a mentor to a potential soul, a soul that is looking to go down to earth and to live their life and to live it to its fullest. This soul's name is a number. They give numbers, not names to these souls because they're not on earth yet. And this soul's name that he uh, Joe is mentoring is 22, the number 22. Now 22 has had many mentors and she hasn't found her spark. Now her spark, when I say this word spark, her spark is her passion and her talent that will help her discover her purpose in life on earth. Once she's found this spark, she will be sent down to earth to live her life. Now 22 is like every kid, every teenager and adult. We all want to live for something. But the movie reminds us that if we go in pursuit of the wrong things, we can wind up being a lost soul. These lost souls in the movie are large, shadow-looking monsters in the film. These monsters seem to endlessly walk around. They are people's souls that are roaming endlessly, that obsess over things that don't matter, that won't last. In the movie these lost souls they walk around forever until they rediscover why life is worth the living these lost souls are dark and gloomy characters man i'm talking they have their heads down they're sad they are joyless personally this is how i was before i met jesus it's how we all are before we come to know the lord And even once we come to know him, Satan will do his best and sin will try to rob us of the joy that we have in Jesus. As people who have sinned and who have fallen short again and again, held back by our mistakes and failures, we are lost. We are lifeless and we too are in need of a spark. Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you all this morning that life is worth the living because Jesus is alive. Let me say that again, Jesus is alive. Ever since I've accepted Christ, I myself have realized that I have a purpose, I have life and I have a spark that makes life exciting and new. My sins and mistakes, they don't bring me down anymore because the amazing grace and the love that God shows me gives me the freedom to live life free from sin and it's all because of Jesus. So our bottom line again, life is bright. Life is bright with Christ. So our memory verse says this again, it says, but God who is rich in mercy loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Now, this passage of scripture right here, guys, is from one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Oddly enough, things start out kind of depressing before this, the, these verses that I'm reading to you all. Paul is writing this letter, and he's describing how every Christian was before knowing Jesus. We are spiritually lifeless. Our lives are full of sin and darkness, and in our sin, we find ourselves separated from God. That's pretty sad, isn't it? We are separated from God and that causes life to look gloomy and dark, especially when even life in heaven isn't something that we have because we don't believe in Christ. Now, without believing in Jesus, we're gonna remain separate. We're gonna remain apart from God. On earth, our lives will continue to seem hopeless and purposeless. Even after life ends, we will remain apart from the Lord. Well, Peyton, that seems kind of dark for this morning's message and yeah, it it absolutely is. It's the reality of the situation and it's important for us to remember this, to remember what our life was like without Jesus. It's important for us to think about even what our life would be like without him. And personally, pastor, I think that's rather scary. Paul doesn't stop and leave us in the dark though in this chapter. You might've heard the words Paul says next in verse four, ask your mom or dad what it was like before they knew Jesus and how they felt down and out. And then they might say, but God, (laughs) but God, God showed up in a big way in their lives and maybe he has in yours. And verse four says that the start of our memory verses today says, but God, God in his kindness and in his love gave us Jesus. And he gave us Jesus when he didn't have to. We are imperfect people, loved by an awesome, by a loving, by a gracious, by a perfect God. Can I tell you all the truth that as pastor says, bless me real good when I said it out loud, it blessed me really good. God doesn't like sin. In fact, he hates it. He hates sin. But get this, he loves us even more. He loves us even more than he hates sin. He wants to be with us and that's the gift of Jesus, the gift of grace, the gift of God that chooses to unite us in a relationship with himself through Jesus who brings us near to the heart of God. And personally guys, this morning, and what I want to tell you is that our lives, they begin to look a lot brighter, a lot more hopeful and a lot more joyful. And when we think of how much Jesus gives us our spark, life is bright with Christ. Will you bow your heads and close with me in prayer? Dear Lord, thank you so, so much for the gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you, God, for how belief in him and that relationship that we have with you through Jesus makes life look a little bit brighter, God. We thank you for that this morning and I pray that it would be a spark like the movie Soul brings to us, God, that truth. Man, I pray that it would be a spark to us as we go about living our lives. Let them be full of joy, full of peace, full of love that can only come from you. We love you, God, and we especially thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray, amen. Thank you, guys. I love you all.
0: Come on let's give the lord the praise He so richly and rightfully deserved thank you peyton for reminding us about what life would look like if we did not have jesus thank you scott um and I, I just want to say and it is my hope and prayer that for all of you who are watching us of course we have to do things differently as far as these pandemic times and when it comes to this worship But I really do appreciate all that uh, Reverend C. uh, gives as far as sharing this moment of inspiration for our youth and our children. And it is my hope and prayer that they are grasping this and hopefully and prayerfully applying this as far as their lives are concerned. They have a calling that God wants to carry out as well uh, with them as well as with us. So thank you uh reverend c i just want to share some observations with you of course we are in um black history month or african-american history month and um of course i would be doing with great intentionality uh preaching on some things that will hopefully and prayerfully lift up um the achievements and the accomplishments as far as african americans are concerned I do want to just share some things with you as far as um, the work here at St. Paul. Again, our food pantry is just knocking it out of the park. Um, Sister Felicia Nalls and her crew served 183 families this past week. Amen. I see you all on our Zoom congregation uh, thanking God for that. And, of course, God is to be praised. But you all are making that happen because of your contribution. So thank you. You continue to make a difference in lives of of persons that you may or may not ever meet. And God is to be praised. Amen. Thanks also for those who joined us on our monthly Zoom check-in. It was great to see so many of you all and of course just to hear your praise reports as well as listen to your concerns so thank you for joining us also thanks for joining us for a quick 15 we're looking forward to another time of prayer and fellowship on this wednesday check in at eight o'clock i'll come on at 8 15 with the devotional and then prayer i need you to put your hands together and give god praise for our marriage ministry who did a wonderful job last night with love notes volume three uh, to Team to team uh, Lee and Team Davis, uh, Christy and Quincy Lee and Asia and Shontez Davis did a wonderful job as far as uh, providing leadership to that ministry. And that ministry did a wonderful job with Love Notes last night. It was just absolutely incredible. So thank you all again to our marriage ministry for a job well done. It was so, so five-star. Also want to thank our staff for uh, doing a wonderful job this past week, this past week on Thursday. Um, we coordinated with Atrium Health to provide 350 doses of the Moderna COVID vaccine, amen, to our community. We had cars all down Allen Street. And uh, I want to thank our team. I was here at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, It was cars already in the parking lot at six o'clock in the morning. And so um, uh, I got to thank particularly Karen as well as Elson and his crew as well as our parking ministry and the men of valor for doing a wonderful job as far as helping persons to get in line as well as with the walk-in. So thank you all so very, very much. Uh, Again, another five-star effort and event here at St. Paul Church. And I know that uh, person needed. So if you got your vaccine on this past Thursday, you got to come back on March the 4th, March the 4th, to get the second shot. It is important for you to come back on March the 4th to get your second shot. Now, guess what? Because of this effort, uh, Atrium is going to come back this Saturday. This Saturday for the first vaccine. This Saturday for for the first vaccine. Let me say it again. This Saturday for the first vaccine. It's going to be from 8 to 2.30. Um... The vaccinations will be for those that are 65 and older, 65 and older, 350 vaccinations will be available. Uh, No pre-registration is required. It will take place on site. Again, expect a one to two hour wait in your vehicle. Arrangements will be made for those who are in our senior apartments or in the community that will walk up. Um, so we want to let you all know this Saturday, this Saturday, uh, this Saturday, that's three times for the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This Saturday at 8 o'clock from 8 to 2.30, the first vaccine, the first vaccine, the first vaccine. Those that are watching me on Zoom, uh, what vaccine is this? All right, I see you. For, amen. The first vaccine, the first vaccine. I'm discovering that There's about one or two folks around St. Paul um, that take my words and do some whole different stuff with it that I don't even recognize. So I want to make sure I got some witnesses that can help dispel some things that may be put out that aren't true. The first vaccine this Saturday, 8 to 2.30, 65 and older, 65 and older. And of course, special arrangements will be made for those that will be doing walk-ups. Also, our media ministry, uh, media ministry, we're looking for persons to serve in our media ministry on Sunday morning and for special worship services. And if you're interested in operating our cameras, uh, helping with graphics, uh, as well as serving, uh, as far as technical director, I want you to contact Sister Camise Noel at uh, camise.noel, N-O-E-L, at yahoo.com. Uh, Contact her, and she can help you to understand what we need. Also, on Saturdays, February 20th, we're going to have a curbside Sunday morning live where you can pick up your books as well as communion elements, and more details will be forthcoming. Now, here at St. Paul, we've started this new initiative called um, that—well, it's not new. It's really a rebrand of iConnect. It's a rebrand of iConnect. When I iConnect was established, it was the pastoral, my, my intent, my intent for this to be another mode of discipleship, another mode for people to learn, to grow, to become what God would have for them to be. It was never my intent for this to be a fellowship thing it was my intent for it to be a discipleship modality where we can grow and develop. We have rebranded that. I want to thank Reverend Brenda Richardson for helping us with this rebrand. A small group is an environment designed to connect you intentionally with other disciples as you learn and build community within community. We're going to have other small groups that will be forming. And if you're interested in being a small group leader, or, or coach uh contact Reverend Brenda Richardson you can also register for a group through our church website um they're going to be starting Lent small groups uh as well and so more information will be forthcoming but if you're interested in participating go to the website or either contact Reverend Brenda Richardson and she will help you with that amen as we prepare for, for prayer there are several prayer concerns i want to share with you all we want to lift up the family of Reverend Donald A. Brown. He is the brother of our security guard, uh, disciple Dennis Brown, um, brother-in-law of Sandra Brown, uncle of Nicole Brown and great uncle of Layla Brown. His services are going to be this Wednesday at 11 o'clock at New Life Baptist Church in Troutman, North Carolina. We also want to lift up the family of brother Apollos McCrory. He is the son of disciple Frankie McCrory and his uh, services will be this Thursday. The viewing at 11 and a homegoing celebration at noon that would be a Greer funeral home here in Charlotte. We continue to lift up the family of Sister Joanne Lightsey Campbell, the sister of disciple Mary Lightsey. Her graveside services took place this past Thursday. The family of Brother David Stroud, he is the brother of disciple Kevin Stroud and the uncle of disciple Sheena Baker. Uh, his viewing home-going took place this past Monday. The family of Sister Sarah Louise Lipsey, the mother of Disciple Natasha Lipsey, the family of Brother Aaron Green, the brother of Disciple Lula McCullough, and the family of Deacon Geneva Walker, uh, who is the mother of Brother Brandon Alexander. We also continue to lift up those that are in the hospital, uh, and particularly Brother Bryce McCain and Sister Eva McCullum, uh, Sister Virginia Thomas, Sister Shirley Adams, Sister Juanita Fryer. And I ask that if we could continue to lift up our Pastor Emeritus uh, and his wife, uh, Dr. Paul Drummond and Sister Thomasina Drummond, let's continue to lift them up in prayer. Uh, As we go to the Lord in prayer, trusting, knowing and believing that God can do anything but fail, I'm going to ask that Minister Erica Minor would come and take us to the throne of grace.
1: Lord we come to you today knowing that no one is greater than you. Lord we seek you today confidently because we know that you hear us and that you care. Lord there are so many of us who are burdened. There are those of us who are distressed. There are those of us who may even be in a state of crisis. But Lord, we come to you because we know that you are concerned for your children and that you are still a way maker. Lord, we know that you hear us and that you see us and that you, you handle everything, Lord. We cast all of our concerns at your feet for you to take over, for you to move and transform situations. Lord, we know that all power is in your hand and that you are able to work it out, Lord. Lord, we bring everything to you today because you are a way maker you are a healer you are a provider lord and most importantly you are our protector we thank you for being our son and our shield as we journey through this life lord you never fail us you never leave us lord and we love you because you love us Lord, we thank you for your word and the promises that are in it. Lord, remind us to be confident in all the promises that your word has said, because we know that you don't break your promises and you are not a God of lies. Lord, help us to trust you, rely on you, depend on you and come to you first, Lord. We trust in you, we trust in your abilities and we know that your power is all that we need. We know that your word is enough. We know that your power is enough, Lord. And we just ask that you touch and that you move and that you be all that we need you to be, Lord. Lord, we loved you And we thank you for what you're already doing. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that powerful prayer. And we know that God hears and answers our prayers. And so we thank God uh, for the fervency of that prayer. Well, beloved, it is time to give. Amen. It is time to give. And this is one of the most wonderful opportunities that you and I have to partner with the God of creation. And as we prepare to give, I want to remind you, St. Paul, that your giving, your generosity is a blessing to so many people and to this church. And so I got to commend you all as far as your giving is concerned. And of course, the Lord continues to take what we give and stretch it in a miraculous and an amazing way. So as we prepare to give, as we prepare to give, I want to let you know that your giving supports our food pantry. Your giving supports the ability for us to host vaccinations and to host COVID testing. Your giving uh, gives us the ability to feed those that are hungry and clothe those that are naked. Your giving helps keeps the light on, helps keep the heat going. And even though the building may be closed as far as the sanctuary space is concerned the work of the church continues to go on in other words as my good friend Howard John Wesley would say the church has left the building and so we're having major impact as far as our city community state country and even world are concerned because of your giving but guess what your giving has a covenant promise connected to it Uh, That's found in Malachi, particularly for those who practice the discipline of giving tithes and offerings. There's a promise connected to it. The New Testament also lets us know that there's a promise connected to giving. That if you sow much, you reap much. If you sow little, you reap little. And I am a believer as far as the Word of God is concerned, especially when it comes to giving. So if you want to give, there are three ways you can give here at the St. Paul Church. First is you can send your check or cash. I mean, check or money order to the church. At 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. The second way you can give is by uh, bringing your cash, money order, or check to the church. Uh, Call the church first to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. Another way you can give is by going to our website and following the giving prompts there. Or you can give through the app called Givelify. And again, if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app to your smart device, connect it to your favorite credit card and give in that manner. I want you to do me this favor. If you would take your offering, however you're giving uh, electronically, or even if you're giving through check, place it in your right hand. And if you would um, bow your heads in prayer, want to give God what's right, not what's left. God, we come to you and we say thank you for this wonderful opportunity to partner with you as far as giving is concerned. And we come and give not grudgingly nor out of necessity, but cheerfully because you love the cheerful giver. Take these gifts of ours, oh God, that we've gained and gleaned from labor. Multiply it in a godful way so that your word, your work, your witness, and your care will go forth. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Go ahead and give at this time, and uh, our music ministry will come and bless us with songs. The light, this is the light. This is the light. God bless you. That was that was given with a lot of vim and vigor. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. This, this morning, I, I want to call your attention to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I want to look at verses 4 through 15. I know that's a long passage of scripture, but what is called um, the Shema of Israel uh, is what I want to share with you. Deuteronomy chapter 6, you'll find these words printed in the New King James Version of the Scripture. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as signs on your hands and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates." So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities that you did not build, houses full of good things which you did not feel, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall feel the Lord your God and serve him, and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you. For your for the Lord your God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you. And destroy you from the face of the earth. I want to preach for the time that is mine today. Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget where you come from. This is the first Sunday of Black History or African American History Month where most black churches across the width and breadth of this land celebrate African Americans' achievements and accomplishments, which have been overlooked and even denied. When it comes to this country's treatment of those who are of ebony hue, we must admit that it has been rather deplorable. Our ancestors were stripped from the western coast of Africa and brought here in chains. Many of them lost their lives in what is called the Middle Passage. Those who did survive were enslaved and worked from sunup to sundown with no pay. In fact, they were barely given the necessities to survive. Our ancestors endured the most savage form of slavery in human history. But yet, by the power and the grace of God, they survived slavery and Jim Crow, black codes, discrimination, segregation, redlining, separate and unequal, unfair banking, disenfranchisement at the ballot box, and other atrocities. There are some who pen the pages for the majority culture will have you believe that we as black folks don't have anything worth mentioning, and we were nobody until we arrived to these shores in chains. Yet I've come to serve notice that we've made a meaningful contribution to world history, to the culture, and to Christianity now i know we have persons who are part of our congregation who are not african-american however this is a wonderful opportunity for you to learn something new and to understand how we have to navigate this world some may say why do we have to have black history month or why do we have to lift up the achievements of african-americans during the month of february We do this with great intentionality and purpose because our people highlights and achievements are oftentimes misrepresented and misunderstood. Uh, This originally started as Negro History Week by that great Omega man, Dr. Carter G. Woodson. However, as African Americans, we must share our achievements and accomplishments with our children as often as possible. And I would dare say that we cannot limit it to the shortest month of the year. As far as I'm concerned, every month ought to be Black History Month or African American month. So as I take this sermonic moment, I want to address those specifically of African descent because we are often overlooked. This is not to neglect our brothers and sisters of other ethnic hues. Nevertheless, I contend that it is a word for those who have been kissed by the sun. This word will liberate, heal, cleanse, enrich, empower, and educate us. If we catch the gist of what I'm trying to share with you this moment, and we see this in the text that I present to you right now. Moses, the liberator, Moses, the emancipator, Moses, the prophet and judge, is given a word to the children of Israel after they have left bondage in Egypt. Been enslaved for 400 years uh, under the oppressive whip of Pharaoh. They served a Pharaoh who had forgotten what Joseph had done for them. But yet by the mighty hand of Jehovah... They were delivered from oppression and were preparing to go to the place of promise that God had told he had for them. At this moment, Moses is trying to prepare them for this opportunity to bask in the promises of God. They they have been in the place where they are right now for about three months. They have been out of Egypt for three months, but Egypt was not out of them. And so couch in verses 12 through 14, Moses is telling them, don't forget where you come from. He was not talking about them coming from slavery into the wilderness, but he was reminding them that they were descendants of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob, Rachel and Leah. And they knew how to worship the true and living God. They have, they will receive the Ten Commandments. And in so many words, uh, Moses was letting them know, if you forget where you come from, you're going to be in serious trouble. And God knows uh, it can happen to us as African Americans when we forget where we come from. In fact, this term, African Americans, mean that we have American history but we also have African history in other words I need to let you know that we have a history before slavery but we don't study it much we have a history that needs to be celebrated commemorated remembered and appreciated Uh, As a matter of fact, I need you to understand uh, We have a history connected to the Revolutionary War And to the Ibu, Yoruba, and the Ibibio of Nigeria We have a history connected to the Civil War As well as the Yu and Ashanti tribes of Ghana We have a history connected to the Buffalo Soldier And to the Mandinka tribe of Gambia and Senegal We can't forget where we come from Moses reminds the children of Israel to become more familiar with the God responsible for their freedom. God did not want Israel to forget where they had come from and who was accountable for rescuing them and redeeming them. It has been erroneously reported that white people, the European, brought Christianity to the western shores of Africa. But I want to let you know that's a lie from the pit of hell. As a matter of fact, one of my good friends from St. Louis, Dr. Vince Bentu, tells us that Christians were part of the Mali kingdom back in the 1300s, which means we knew who Jesus was. This means our history is God-centered. It is not world-centered. It is not human-centered. It is not culturally centered. It is God centered. It is Jesus based. It is Holy Spirit inspired. Uh, African scholar Dr. John Mbiti tells us that our African ancestors saw God as the high God. The Zulus called God the great. Great one, chief of chief and king of kings. The Bancongo called God the marvel of marvels. The Yoruba called God the mighty immovable rock that never dies. The Ashanti called God the eternal one. This is the same God that brought Israel out of Egypt. I would dare say, that most people, especially white folks, think that the African religion is nothing more than voodoo, witchcraft, and superstition. But this is far from the truth. We knew who God was before the Europeans stepped on the shores of Africa and raped the land of its souls. You need to realize that the early church fathers and the influences of early Christianity were African, the oldest church in the world is the Coptic church, which is in Ethiopia. And when you think about who influenced the doctrine of the church, it was Africans, Cyprian, Tertullian, Athanasius, Origen, and Augustine. I'm trying to tell you that original Christianity Ain't the white man's religion, but his roots and beginnings are in Africa. Don't forget where you come from. So how do we not forget our history? How do we not forget our heritage? I want to suggest to you that you need to, first of all, learn how to pay attention to your elders. Uh, Let me see if I can help you to understand. In verses 6 to 9... God tells Israel's elders to pass their knowledge, their history, their heritage down to their children. They were to preserve the traditions. They were to remember the word of God. And I would dare say it is incumbent for the elders to share their faith, to share religious instruction with our children parents it is important for you to share with your children what the lord has done for you grandparents it is important for you to share with your grandchildren how the lord has kept you When you could not keep yourself. We got to learn how to pay attention to the elders. And I would dare say to our young people. It is important every now and then. To sit at the feet of our elders. And glean the wisdom that they have for you. Pierre and I have cherished to participate in things at the church, not because I am the pastor, but we want cherish to grow in the knowledge of God and God's word. It is her mother Pierre that has her to memorize those speeches because memorization and rehearsal is very African and is very biblical. I'm amazed when my daughter is able to get up here and quote five or six stanzas of a speech Just blows my mind, and I want to encourage you to pay attention to the elders because some things are passed down from generation to generation that will bless you. I remember my spiritual father, Dr. Charles Booth, being able to preach sermons from memorization and quote long passages of scripture, and I love the fact uh, that he was able to do that off a whim. Uh, And I want you to know that as you and I engage in our walk with God, uh, we need to learn how to now become the elders uh, that will pass on things to our children. Uh, I love the fact that here at St. Paul, when we are in church, we still have this thing called the hymn choir the hymn choir, whenever we are in church, uh, we'll sing those old plantation hymns. Why? Because there is history, and there is heritage, and there is teaching, and there is learning as far as those hymns are concerned. I love being able to quote long passages of scripture. I love that some stuff was passed down to me and I kept hearing it over and over and over again until it became second nature. Reverend, what are you talking about? Here it is. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name. sake. yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love being able to say the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing that I desire, the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble. He shall hide me In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. I love being able to say they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I love being able to quote the, if the Lord be for you. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. I don't know who I'm talking to but sometimes you can't get to your telephone or your
4: iPhone or your iPad. Sometimes you can't get to a a physical Bible, but if you got that Word in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit, you can call upon it every now and then and want the Lord show up and show out.
0: There's some things that you need to have passed down from the elders. Can, can I bless you quick fast in a hurry? It's not enough to get your child a book.
4: It's not enough to get your child a computer. It's not enough to get your child the smartest, uh, the latest smart device. Uh, you need to get your child some word. You need to teach them how to pray for themselves. You need to tell them how it was nobody but the Lord that got them where they are. You need to tell them about Jesus. You need to tell them what the Holy Ghost can do. You need to tell them what it means to be a man what it means to be a woman you need to remind them that you are where you are because it was nobody but God that got you where you are Uh, you want to tell them about everything else you want to tell them about what's happening on the news you want to tell them what's happening in the soap opera you want to tell them what's happening on love and hip hop Uh, bump all that you need to tell them uh, that the Lord is able to keep them when they cannot keep themselves
0: I feel like preaching this morning. Let let me drop one more thing on you and then I'm done. Finally, elders, after you have told your children and grandchildren what they need to know, then all of us need to remember what God has done for us. Uh, That's in verses 10 through 12. Uh, uh, God is giving instructions to Israel about a couple of things. God reminds them, listen, I'm getting ready to take you into a land that's got it going on. I'm getting ready to take you to a place where you won't have to labor too hard. You you missed your shout, i I'm getting ready to take you to a place where you're going to get houses and you did not even lay a brick. You're going to be able to drink wine from vineyards that you did not plant. You, you're going to be able to, to pull water from wells you did not dig. Uh, you're going to be able to eat fruits and vegetables
4: from stuff you did not lay seed for. Uh, if it's already done for you and I need you to
0: remember what I've done um, 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 uh, as, as 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 black folk uh, as African Americans our, our ancestors were enslaved for 246 years we've only been freed for about 160 years For more than 400 years, our people had to deal with racism and prejudice and segregation and discrimination and bigotry and political disenfranchisement. Uh, We may have had a person of color who was president, but he was not an African descent of slaves. Oh, yeah, I know I just messed y'all up. Let me say that again, because there's a difference, y'all between an African descent of slaves and a person that is black. All right, see, y'all looking at me like, 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 like I'm crazy. See, see, Barack Obama can't really trace his roots back to slavery. Uh-huh. But most of us in here can. Now, his daddy came over here from Kenya to study economics in this
4: land and met his mama. But he can't trace his roots back through slave. But I know that I can trace my roots back to our ancestors
0: that word cotton fields and tobacco panches and, and, and provided labor that were free. Don't get it wrong. I ain't saying don't celebrate Barack Obama. But you need to know there's a difference between being a black person and a person that is African descent of slaves. We ain't reached the promised land yet. Can't you see how white supremacy in this day and age is rearing its ugly head? Can't you see how we got to continue to fight for acknowledgement of our personhood continually? Yeah, we've come a long way. Still got a long way to go. That's why we can't forget what the Lord has done for us. When you know who God is. and When you know what God has done for you. It ought to at least provoke a shout. But let's be honest. It's so easy to forget. And here's why it's easy. Deacon Gwendolyn to forget. Because now most of our young folks. Don't have to struggle. Like our ancestors did. Now, 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 now. now. I know. That has been said that we've had the largest protests over the past summer in recent memory. But it pales in comparison to what our civil rights ancestors struggled. And what they went through back in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, 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 see, 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 back then, they had dogs called on them. Back then, they had water hoses that blasted against them. Uh, back then, it was all kinds of And I'm not trying to diminish what our brothers and sisters went through in this time. But I want you to know that the struggle ain't over. But, but, but we lost something after the civil rights struggle that is priceless. See, we thought we were fighting for integration. Uh, 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 we thought we were fighting to become part of something. But, but, but what happened was it wasn't integration. It was assimilation. And there's a difference between integration and, and assimilation. Uh, integration is when you gain something, when you become part of the whole. Assimilation is when you lose something, when you become part of the whole. And, and I want you to know that we weren't integrated. We were just assimilated. Uh, and we lost so much. We, we lost our identity. We lost our culture. We lost our history. We lost our neighborhoods. We lost our heritage. And we even lost our God. Mm-hmm. Preach Robert Charles Scott. Our our children, our children, don't learn about the heroes and heroes in the public school system. God knows they ain't getting it in the private schools unless it's Afrocentric. My daughter may go to a Christian school, but she ain't gonna learn nothing about Frederick Douglass and Rosa Parks in that Christian school. They they might they might say something. This time of the year, but it ain't nothing but trivia and tokenism. And that's why
4: we need parents, you need grandparents, you need, aunts and uncles, you need uh, to share with our children how God has
0: always, always been with black folks, with Africans. See, see, God was with Phyllis Wheatley, Christmas Addoc, Frederick Douglass. Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Hiram Revels, Booker T. Washington, W.E. Du Bois, Nana Burroughs, Mary McLeod Bethune, Madam C.J. Walker, Bishop Henry McNeil Turner, Jorana Lee, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., Thurgood Marshall, Shirley Chisholm, Barbara Jordan, Carol mosley Braun, President Barack Obama, and Vice President Kamala Harris. When you and I get to the place uh, where we remember what the Lord has done for us, we can't dare sit on our budimus maximus with our arms folded like we made it where we are on our own. No, it has been nobody but God that has gotten us where we are. When you and I ever get to the place of promise, when we leave God, when we forget God, we can never get to that place of promise When we turn our back on the God that is responsible for our living, our movement, and our being. All I want to do right now in this message is remind you and call you back to the roots of your heritage. The roots of your identity. The roots of your culture. The roots of our God. Uh, I know that we are reminded uh, of oppression. But I stop by to let you know God is bigger than that. I know we are reminded of our challenges in 2021, but God is bigger than that. I know we are dealing with COVID-19, but but God is bigger than that. Uh, But here's the shout of the sermon I want to give you. When Israel remembered her heritage, her history, her culture, and her identity, and her God, uh, Israel always prospered. Israel always progressed. Israel always rose to the challenge. Israel always went forward. But when Israel forgot where she came from, when Israel turned her back on the God that brought them through the dangerous toils and snares, Israel always stumbled and fell. And I want you to know this is where we are right now. If we want to survive, thrive and stay alive We need to remember that it was the Lord uh, that brought us to the point where we are right now. Y'all got to excuse me. My Mississippi is trying to slip out, but I ain't apologizing for it right now. Because uh, I need to let somebody know uh, that you don't need to be ashamed uh, of your heritage. your culture, your history, your identity, and your God. Because had it not been for the Lord on our side, ain't no telling where we would be right now. Don't be ashamed of your skin color, whether you're high yellow or Jack Black. God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your thin lips or your thick lips. God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your stringy hair, your curly hair, or your nappy hair. God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your small nose or your big nose. God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your intellect. Or your athleticism, God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your creativity, God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your shout. God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your worship. God gave it to you. Don't be ashamed of your praise. God gave it to you. I don't want you to forget where you come from, because when you forget, where you come from uh, you're bound to go backwards uh, but I stop by to remind somebody uh, that when you remember where the Lord has brought you from you stay rooted you stay connected you stay strong you stay grounded you stay balanced and we stay together I'll see you all later may the Lord bless you real good but what me in this text is when the Lord said you shall fear the Lord your God uh, and serve him only uh, and take oaths in his name Uh, you shall not go uh, after other gods and I stop by to let somebody know um, that there are a whole bunch of other gods uh, that are popping up in the culture the God of technology will make you think you're nobody if you don't have the latest computer or the latest this software, the God of Trumpism will make you
4: think that if you don't bow down at the idol of Donald Trump that you're nobody. The God of conspiracy will make you think that if you don't bow down with QAnon that there's something
0: wrong with you. The God of the Democratic Party will make you think
4: that Joe Biden is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, the God of religion uh, will make you think uh, that if you don't go to a certain church, uh, you ain't on the Lord's side. Uh, but I stop by to let you know uh, that the God of capitalism uh, will make you
0: think uh, that if you don't have uh, a lot of money in your pocket, uh, that you are nobody. Uh, but I stop by, uh, yeah, on my way back to my seat, uh, on my way to my house um, to church. Here for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the Super
4: Bowl uh, that the God we serve uh, is bigger than Trumpism that the god we serve is bigger than the Republican Party. That the god we serve is bigger than the Democratic Party. That the god we serve is bigger than a dollar bill. That the god we serve is bigger than capitalism. That the god we serve is bigger than militarism. That the god we serve is bigger than religion. That the god we serve is bigger than St. Paul Church. That the god we serve is bigger than is bigger than Robert Scott uh, that the God we serve uh, is bigger than your mama and your daddy uh, I'm closing now uh, may the Lord bless you real good uh, but is there anybody here uh, that know the God we serve uh, is a jealous God uh, why should he be jealous uh, because had it not been for the Lord on our side uh, ain't no telling uh, where we would be right now uh, so if you know uh, that it's nobody but God uh, that brought you where you are. It was nobody but God uh, that helped you get your education. Nobody but God uh, that helped you get your house. Uh, Nobody but God uh, that put food on your table. Uh, Nobody but God uh, put a roof over your head. Uh, Nobody but God uh, put common sense in your mind. Uh, Nobody but God uh, put joy bells in your soul. Uh, Nobody but God uh, gave peace for your confusion. Nobody but God gave you mercy and grace. Nobody but God gave you forgiveness. Y'all got to excuse me, but I done got happy off my own sermon. Don't forget where the Lord brought you from. And I hear the voice of James Cleveland say, I don't feel no way tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me uh, that the road would be easy, but I don't believe. I said, 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 I don't. don't he brought me this far to leave me now is there anybody out there that's watching us live stream that don't believe that if it had not been for the Lord on your side you would have gone crazy a long time ago if you know it was the Lord you ought to give him praise if you know it was God you ought to give him glory if you know it was God you ought to, you know God, you ought to shout out Hallelujah. If you know it was God, uh, you ought to praise His name. Uh, I can't stand folks uh, that got all they got, uh, but can't give God a praise. uh, Because when I think. Good God, Almighty! Uh, I said, when I think uh, about the goodness of Jesus uh, and all uh, He's done for me, uh, my soul uh, cries out, uh, "Hallelujah!" Anybody glad the Lord set you free? Uh, can I get a witness? Uh, Here in the church Uh, Can I get a witness Uh, In the choir stand uh, Can I get a witness uh, Among my preachers Uh, Won't the Lord lift you up Uh, Won't the Lord set you free Won't the Lord hold your hand Uh, Won't the Lord guide your steps Uh, Won't he heal you Won't he deliver you Uh, Won't he make a way Uh, Y'all got to excuse me uh, But can I holler Can I holler Can I holler? Can I holler? Can I holler? Say yeah! Say yeah! Say yeah! Say Say yeah! Yes! Good God Almighty! Yes! I feel good! Yes! Yes!
0: Ain't nobody but God. Don't become so rich, so seditious, so sophisticated that every now and then you can't give God a praise. If, if there's anybody in this country of these here disunited states of America, That ought to be giving God praise is black folk. There is no reason from an epistemological perspective that we should be a Christian. Not when white folks corrupted who God is. Uh But what they didn't know that deep down within our spiritual DNA, we had an idea of who God was. So they weren't teaching us anything new. We took the corruption that European Christianity brought to these shores and reframed it and became the corrective prophetic voice to what we as Christians should be yes, sir. that's why I, I ain't ashamed of who I is I know it ain't correct English but it's good theology I ain't ashamed of who I am and you better not be either. And hey, 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 can I say something? Can I say something? Here's what here's what I love about the black church. Here's what I love about the black church. Because um, the only reason black church exists in the first place because white folks ain't one of those worshiping with them. Here's what I love about black church. What I love about black church is that is that um, we welcome all, and 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 when you come in here, we ain't asking you to change your skin color and to be something that you're not. We just asking that if you're a racist, that by the time we finish with you, you're anti-racist. <laughs> well, well, we 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 we're asking that if you come up in this space that, that after you worship with us and praise God with us that some of that white supremacy mess uh, gets off you um, uh, let me say this to my, my brother my colleague in ministry Peyton I love Peyton, can I tell you why I love Peyton I love Peyton because Peyton is Peyton Peyton ain't trying to be black and we ain't trying to make him black because that ain't how God made him but he brings something to the table that blesses this place. And we bring something to him that blesses him. I ain't trying to get him to be something that he's not. But doggone it, he's been exposed to a whole lot in two years. Uh, that hopefully and prayerfully will shape and, and give him a, a, an anti-racist, anti-white supremacist perspective as he do God's work and engage in theological reflection. Listen, here, um, let me open the doors at church and let's do communion. Um, uh, wherever you are right now, wherever you are, I want to lead you in a prayer of new life, a prayer of brand new star, a prayer of forgiveness. Um, and, and as we engage in this moment of prayer, um, we want to invite you to a relationship with the God of this universe. Here's here's what I want you to understand that the God of this universe loves you. With all your frailties and faults, your brokenness. He loves you. In spite of yourself, he loves you. And he wants a relationship with you. And you can have that relationship by confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. By praying a, a prayer of salvation, and if you mean it in your head and your heart, and you're making a, and you're willing to make the commitment to grow, you can become what God will have for you to be. You, you can't work to get saved. Let me say that again. You can't work to get saved. can't read your Bible enough. can't pray enough. You can't give enough money. It doesn't work like that. Salvation is a gift. It's yours for the asking. And so if you prayed this prayer after me, if you repeat this prayer after me and you mean this prayer in your head and your heart, sincerely, salvation is yours. And if that happens, I want you to follow some steps to start the growth process. So all heads and hearts, if you will, bow your heads right now and repeat after me, God, I thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. I thank you for receiving a sinner like me. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe he died on a cross. And I believe 3 days after his death, you raised him from the dead. Thank you. For taking care of my sins I confess you as Lord and Savior now God help me become what you want me to be in the name of Jesus I pray this prayer amen here's the deal if you prayed this prayer and you're sincere about this prayer salvation is yours is it really that easy it really is It really is. And hear me and hear me well. If you prayed this prayer, you meant this prayer, I would love for you to become a part of our church. We're receiving people virtually. Um, We're receiving and making preparations to baptize those. If you prayed this prayer and you've never been baptized and you want to be baptized, I want you to do me this favor. Just type salvation in the chat box on Facebook or our website or on YouTube. Uh, type in Salvation. One of our digital ministers will connect with you, let you know what the next steps are. If you're on the phone, uh, call the church office at 704-334-5309 or email us at connect at spbcnc.org and let them know that you want to be baptized. And we will make arrangements. Do that somebody will reach out to you by at least 5 o'clock tomorrow evening to let you know what next steps are. You might be saying, well, Pastor, listen, I'm already saved. I've been baptized, but I I want to be part of the St. Paul tribe. We would love to have you. Here's the deal. If you would, just type connect in those same prompts that I just shared with you. Let someone in the office know that you want to join our church. They will let you know what next steps are. Amen. And so in that vein, we take this opportunity to say thank you in advance for becoming part of our family and making us richer in the spirit. Amen. Well, listen, we're getting ready to go through the process of carrying out the ordinance of communion. And so uh, Sister Gwendolyn, if you will come and uh, pass out the elements right now. I don't know if you all have, you all haven't received your elements yet. All right. All right. Our choir has received their elements. I just need to get mine. Amen. And as we make preparation, if you would get your elements wherever you are right now. If you don't have elements, you can either use grape juice and crackers or grape juice and bread. Uh, but preferably you, you would want to have crackers, something that does not have what we would call yeast because it goes back to the original to the original um, Passover meal let's have a word of prayer at this time as we thank God for these elements. God, we come to you right now. We say thank you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to to reflect and to remember what Jesus did for us on a hill called Calvary. But God, before we partake of this meal, we pray right now that you will forgive us of our sins. God, we bring before you The awful deeds that we've done in head, heart, and in spirit, the sins of commission. Doing something you told us not to do, the sins of omission, neglecting what you told us to do. God, please forgive us for that and help us to be able to come to this table with clean hands and a pure heart. And now, God, as we get ready to eat this bread and drink this wine, we thank you for the life of Jesus Christ. He being our Passover lamb, giving us what we don't deserve and that's access to you. Help us to be ever mindful of God, of this precious gift, of this wonderful opportunity. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask that if you would, let's prepare to... I like that song. I like that song. Jesus, keep me near the cross. It was on the night that Jesus was betrayed. He took a loaf of bread. He blessed it and he thanked it and he broke it, saying, take, eat. This is my body that shall be given for thee. Let us eat the bread. likewise he took a common cup he lifted it toward heaven and he gave thanks to God his father and then he passed it to his disciples and he said drink ye all of it for this is the blood of the new covenant that's going to be shed for the remissions of sin let us drink and the bible says that afterwards they sang to him and they went out into the Mount of Olives. And so at this time, as we prepare to leave from this place, we give thanks for all that God has done. Jesus. Came. Come on, choir.
4: Flows from Cal.
5: Cal.
4: I see y'all on Zoom, on Facebook, on YouTube. Lift up this voice, Jesus. Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! May the Lord
0: bless you and keep you. His countenance to smile upon you and be gracious towards you. May the Lord give you his peace. Both henceforth now and forevermore. Amen.
4: Amen.